0: Take a moment and pray. Father, we know that you are with us. And right now, Lord, we could be at home and know that you are with us. And Lord, I just ask if there's any distractions, they would subside. And I pray, Lord, your word would get in our hearts and minds because, Father, we want to be changed as a result of meeting you right now. So Holy Spirit, work and move in our lives that way, so that we can be transformed and changed as a result of meeting you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Here we are entering Holy Week, and it's not the way that I was expecting to enter it. I had a lot of other plans leading up to this week, but um, as many are saying, you know, what's becoming the new normal, and I think the new normal will continue to change each day. And although as a church, we're recognizing that the way we do ministry has changed, but the mission remains the same. And in that mission, we're going to continue to worship the Lord and share the gospel. And today is a day that we're reminded that Jesus is now here in these final days and he's fulfilling the ministry the Father called him to do. There was a large crowd that accompanied Jesus from Jericho to Jerusalem. And as Jesus stood on the Mount of Olives in Bethpage, he was looking over the Kidron Valley, and he could see the city of Jerusalem and the temple. And in Matthew chapter 21, verse 1 through 3, Jesus, in that moment, sends two disciples into a village to grab some transportation for his entrance into Jerusalem, a colt and a donkey. And Matthew 21.5 says this, that it, Tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. This word would affirm the prophets of Isaiah and Zechariah. And the disciples returned with Jesus' transportation, which was fulfilling that prophecy, how the Messiah would enter. Because Jesus knew his time had come, this is a moment we can celebrate who he is. This is a moment that for those who didn't have a chance to celebrate the miraculous or what they encountered by meeting Jesus, this was a moment that, that they can celebrate with what they believed. And that celebration would begin. They give Jesus a king's welcome. They, they toss out their outer garments. They tear palm branches off the trees And they begin to prepare the way of a king, a way that a king should enter this city, a way a king should come. And they prepare that and and, and the crowd starts this parade and they begin on their way to Jerusalem and there's cheers and there's rejoicing that's taking place as they enter Jerusalem with palms that are being waved in the air. And in Matthew 21, 9, it says, Then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And the truth is, the city shook, not just from the cheering and the fanfare, but also because of what they were declaring. The very words that would be de- declared by them of Hosanna in the highest, Hosanna to the Son of David, was something they'd be familiar with. And they'd be familiar because they were quoting out of Psalm 118, which is is this preamble and and this time to celebrate and give praise. and, And we're reminded in Psalm 118 when it says, Praise the Lord, His mercy is everlasting. In Psalm 118 it reminds us that it says, His love endures forever. It also says, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. See, I don't think just the ground or the walls were vibrating as a result of the cheers or the fanfare. But I think hearts were vibrating as well. I think hearts in that moment were questioning things. Could this this be that one? Where hearts would look in a way that they never looked before. The palms they waved in the air to this day still symbolize victory, triumph, peace, and eternal life. And as Jesus continues into the temple, his first action is to confront the money changers. His first action is to go in there because they were profiting off of all those who came to make a sacrifice. And in Matthew 21, 13, it says, And he said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you've made it into a den of thieves. The temple was corrupt, and it wasn't much different than the world. And what Jesus said was Enough. Enough. No longer will you treat my father's house like this. No longer will this take place. It's a place that is set apart, a place of prayer. It's such an interesting statement for me to make in an empty church. But we're reminded that that Christ in us, we bring Christ where we go. And right now is a time that we set our homes apart, but they should be set apart anyway. They should be a place of prayer. They should be a place that's different maybe than those around us in our community. And, and, and Jesus makes this point clear to them because they've strayed and they've, they've gone far from what it was built for, for. Far from being that place of prayer and what it was meant for. See, when the true king comes, he reminds all those that they have strayed. And not only have they strayed, he reminds them that they've forgotten God. See, there would only be one way back to the Father. And we know that's through the Son. Jesus would have to give his life to be the final sacrifice of our sin. And that would quickly be happening. We know Jesus spent three years teaching about the kingdom of God, that he went about healing the sick and driving out demons and ministering to the least, the lost and the lonely. The kingship of Jesus was not what anyone would have expected. Not the way that he came into town, which was really just kind of a ragtag group of of people from different villages who, who were his disciples, were now new followers after him, that began to follow him from village to village, and they're following him now, which would be his last journey there. And this group that followed him wouldn't be the group that you would expect that was following a king. Nor would he be the one that we would expect that would be the king. Jesus was not what anyone expected, what he would look like. He was born of a poor family from a nowhere town, with no formal education, only had the clothes on his back, had no home, no money, and no means. Nothing. Not the king that they were expecting. Jesus was a servant. He was meek. He was mild. He was compassionate. He was humble. Loving. Not what we would expect to be a king. And in three days, Jesus would turn the world upside down by laying down his life For us. See, that's our King. That's our King. As we prepare ourselves for Holy Week, we need to proclaim Jesus is our King. And we probably need that now more than ever. Not that we haven't, but that reminder of Palm Sunday, that reminder of this moment, and declare Jesus is our King. Let us welcome Jesus into our lives and allow him maybe to turn some things over that needing turn over as he entered the temple. Maybe to make those changes that need to be changed in our own lives. Now is the time as we make him our king that we, we let him into our fears and our anxiousness and our worries and our shames and our doubts and our loneliness. We're reminded what scripture tells us, that, that it's his perfect love that casts out all fear. If Jesus is my king, I've got to find that perfect love that he has for me. I've got to accept that perfect love that he wants to pour out into my life. I have to maybe surrender some things that I've been unwilling to surrender to meet him there. So that perfect love begins to fill me anew. That we're not to let anxiousness take over, but through all things through prayer and supplications. That we come before the Lord or our worries or our doubts, but allow Him to meet us right now in this moment, continue to meet us through this Holy Week, continue to meet Him that way. See, our prayer and our praise should always be Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord because Jesus came to save us. He came. To bring redemption. And that should be our song. And that should be our cry. Who Jesus is. See Jesus is still a servant. Even though he's seated on a throne. Even though we know the end of the story of this week. Of what's going to take place. He's still that servant. He's still meek and mild and compassionate. And humble and loving. And most of all what he desires is a relationship with each of us. Now we would find that relationship with him. That we would meet him right now in this moment. Or renew that relationship with him if we need renewing. Because if we look to the world, the world won't have all our answers. But if we look to the king, we could meet him there. Not only does he have the answers, but he has peace, compassion, love. That we can meet him in the midst of whatever trial that we're going through. He could bring that comfort. What Jesus would endure on the cross was him living out his love for us. What he would endure and we're reminded of during Holy Week is how much he loved us. How much that he suffered and how much did he, he, pain he went through was him with an outward expression of his love for each of us. During this Holy Week, let us live out our love for him, in any way that we can. Let us meet him in each moment. Let our praise be Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Let us meet him in each day as he so desires that relationship for what he did for us. As he lived out his love, we live out our love for him. When we look to a palm... When we look to the palms that we have, let us remember what it's a symbol of. Palms are a symbol of his victory, his triumph, his peace, and his gift of eternal life. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that you are the Lord and the giver of life. Lord, help us cry out, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest no matter how difficult it might be right now, Lord, we have to be reminded again that we're called to be strong and courageous and that our God is with us and we will fear no evil. Truly that your rod and your staff, Lord, it comforts us. That you help us walk through any valley, Lord. Move our hearts closer to you right now, we pray. Now, if you signed on for the first time or you're new To intercessor, I want to give you an opportunity to make Jesus your king. Allow him into your heart that way. And what we have to do is surrender and turn. Let him turn over some of those things in our life that we weren't willing to give up and make that turn so that we could come into that relationship. Let his grace be poured out, this gift be poured out into our lives. And when we do that, what he promises us is an eternal life that we would have with him when we surrender. And If you're watching right now, I want to give you an opportunity. And if you want to pray with me, just repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I open the door of my heart and I ask you to come in. Take control of my life and make me the person you want me to be. In your precious name, we pray. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, I would ask that you do reach out to us, to the I'm new button and let us know because I want to contact you so that we can pray together and continue to help you on your newfound journey in Christ.